This is the Personal Finance Show. And this is the Personal Finance Show. What if I told you that you would get a reward every time you went for a walk? Okay, sometimes I'll reward myself by walking to the donut shop, but I'm not talking about that kind of reward. Carrot Rewards is a free app for your smartphone or Fitbit that helps you earn your favorite reward points by making healthy lifestyle choices. My favorite part of the app is the steps section. It tracks the steps I take every day to come up with my average daily steps and then rewards me with a few reward points every day I exceed my average. But healthy lifestyle choices aren't just about walking. As I discussed in episode 20 with Canada's financial literacy leader, Jane Rooney, financial wellness is just as important as physical and mental wellness. And let's not forget environmental wellness, which is about living a lifestyle that respects our surroundings. For all these other wellness topics, Carrot Rewards sends you offers in the forms of quizzes and surveys within the app that only take a few minutes to complete. Megan DeBrega introduced me to Carrot Rewards at the Canadian Personal Finance Conference last November. So I decided to visit her at her office and find out more about her personal finance story and how she ended up at Carrot. So I, my family has a really long background in the financial industry. And so when okay. I was growing up, it was always like, put 10% of your money aside and the stock market's are doing things. And okay. so I kind of grew up and like never really understood, but like got by enough that as a kid, I could kind of ask some of the questions. Yeah. So when I was really young, like my dad would come home from work and I'd be like, did the stock markets go up or down? And in my brain, it was like an <laughs> elevator. And that was sort of like the extent of our conversations on that. And what, what would you do depending on the answer? Or does it, you're just curious. I had hugged him either way. It didn't really make a huge difference. <laughs> what, how did they do today, dad? It was sort of just like how okay. I could relate. And then as I grew up, I started to get a little bit more insight into exactly what that meant and what that controlled. And suddenly putting 10% of your paycheck aside made a lot more sense once I had a job and had a paycheck. So, yeah, when was the first time that you had the ability to, to follow that advice? I think I was 15 when I, in theory, could have started doing that. Where were you I was work- not 15 when I did working? start. Um, I was coaching tennis and I was oh, okay. working at a tennis club. Nice. So that was kind of my background. I started, yeah, coaching at 15 and then started trying to pick up some shifts at the club and then eventually focused more on coaching and started working retail. Were you like a, a junior tennis pro before that? Definitely not a pro. No, but like... <laughs> I like to think I was. Competing in leagues? Yeah, and... I was a competitive player with the Ontario Tennis Association. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, so that was sort of a good place for me to combine a bunch of interest areas. Mm-hmm. As I continued playing, I was spending so much time at the club that it was like, well, instead of just hanging out here, I might as well try to do something useful some with money. my time. Yeah. <laughs> so I convinced them to let me give it a go and sort of built it up from there and then ended up Uh, running a program with a friend of mine at a club um, where we grew up as well. Okay, so do you remember your first paycheck or how much much it was? Yeah, I think it was like $75 and I was over the moon. (laughs) I did not put aside my $7.50 to savings, which would have been a good idea. Okay, yes, you hadn't Um, started that yet. I learned the hard way when I was a little older that that should have happened. But 
I was so, so excited. Did you spend your money for a while? Like if you got money, you just spent it? Or did it wasn't say- so bad. It was more like I would just have it and I like viewed it as spending money. Yeah. Um, and so if I ever like wanted to do something, I was like, well, now I can because I'm a working person and that's what you do. That's a, that's the, the benefit. That's <laughs> yeah, your exactly. reward exactly. for working. So you just kept doing that. Maybe you're spending for a bit. When was the first time you started following the rule? Probably Much when I was later? like 17, 18. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. so still pre-university. Even... Yeah, but... okay. I wish I had started earlier. <laughs> well, that's still pretty good. I mean, I don't know if you would have amassed that much. Or have you done the that's calculation? True. I you haven't. Seem like I you have should. regret. I should, <laughs> but I haven't. Although every once in a while, that $7 does feel much more <laughs> beneficial That could be $83,000 <laughs> exactly. exactly. today. No, you're not, you're not even close to old enough for that to be true. The, uh, <laughs> so you had some savings then, and then you go to school? I did. So I went to school in the States. Oh, um, nice. So I actually wasn't allowed. On a tennis scholarship? No. Oh. Alas, I had in- injuries and I was <laughs> oh, like, this okay. is just really a lot of okay, work. Okay, so no more tennis. <laughs> I played um, on a club level. Okay. So I still got to travel and, and play in some tournaments oh, and nice. stuff, which was Perfect. great. Okay. But it was much During lower school? stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But you had to pay for school in the States then? I had some financial help, which was great. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't actually allowed to work while I was there. So it became a whole thing of like suddenly those $7 that I was not putting aside when I was 15. Yeah. I was like, man. I wish that would have been great that. for like groceries and sure. stuff. <laughs> or, you know, as some people say, like, what if your, your parents put away $7 in an RSP when you were, you know, RESP, sorry. Yeah. When you were younger. And I, I'm, I'm talking to people and some, some people had that and it's really kind of nice and mm-hmm. some people don't. And I just like to bring awareness to, Hey, wouldn't it have helped you out? Especially going to the States. Now this is costly, right? Yes. Yeah. So what school do you go to? Um, it's called the College of William and Mary. Okay. It's in Williamsburg, Virginia, so like two and a half hours south of D.C. And why Why there? I had some family there. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And it's like a pretty weird and wonderful little place. Sure. Um, it's like this university town that's set right beside a colonial village. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Williamsburg is in the historic triangle. Colonial the Williamsburg. Exactly. Yeah, and I so know. you have this like <laughs> one this. mile stretch of like colonial reenactment. And then right after you have the university. Oh. And so we would be like going to restaurants or stores <laughs> you and you would see someone in like all their colonial outfit and you're like, I'm in future shop. That's like aw- this is insane. <laughs> What's going on? That's awesome. I've heard about these places, of course. <laughs> yeah. Think like Black Creek Pioneer Village. Yeah, and yeah exactly. It was that version. So you're there and you can't make any money. No. But you were going on tours, but those don't make you money. No. Just so it was tours. all, yeah, just kind of fun competition. Okay. So you're coming out of this with some debt. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And so I was lucky. Like, I worked still when I came home for the summers. Um, and so I was still doing some coaching, working retail. And so that definitely helps, like, at least supplement my life while okay, I was there. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely had some stuff to figure out. Well, what was back. your view on that? Like, what, what were you thinking at the time? Like, I'm going to, when I get out, I'm going to get a job and I'll pay this back. That was sort of the way it was supposed yeah. to go. Yeah, it was like, you know, ideally a job once you, before you graduate. So you're kind of comfortable and know what you're going to do. And then, yeah, start kind of setting stuff aside and paying things back as you need to. I was definitely really lucky. Like, I didn't have as much debt as I definitely could have coming out. My my family was able to support me, which was great. But, yeah, it was definitely something to consider of, like, even just to kind of supplement, like, groceries and living expenses. It was like you all of a sudden a budget became much more real than it had before when I was living with my family. Yeah, so now have you paid that off, if you don't mind me asking? I am in the clear now, yeah. You are in the clear. So <laughs> how long good. did it take? Not too long. Again, like, I did. I was really fortunate. Yeah. But within... At least like a year or so of graduating, I was like pretty much sad I could afford to live on my own and kind that's, of feel like I had established myself as a a person. In okay, the world. so now you're, you've established yourself. You you're you're clear of the debt, and 
now you got that 10% rule in your head. Mm -hmm. So did, did you start doing it again? I did most of the time. Okay. Yeah, you know, nobody's perfect. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely something that I've tried to be sort of the guiding rule. So put aside 10% and then either like put it into a, a TFSA or an RESP or whatever and just start kind of trying to build it up that way. It's still, it still feels pretty overwhelming sometimes, I think, yeah. especially like trying to live in Toronto, trying to like maintain a social life and kind of balance everything out. So it's definitely like, you know, it's never always 10%. It's less than that sometimes. Sometimes you have to dig into it, which never feels great, but... Yeah, things come up. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you have that focus, and are you just starting? Like, how, how many... What job is this for you now? This is job number two since I graduated. Yeah, so yeah. you're kind of just, you know, you're starting in this in this world, and people need to, to hear about our different stages. A lot of people your age might still be paying off the debt, yeah. right, depending on where they went. They had help or OSAP. I mean, yeah. that kind of stays forever. Sorry for the rest of Canada, <laughs> Ontario. Uh, you know, savings uh, school. What is it? What is OSAP? What is the acronym? Ontario, Ontario Student, Student Assistance Program. There you go. Nice. I'm going to cut out everything I said <laughs> before that because that's embarrassing. But no, I won't. I feel like no one would know what it stands for. Does to be anyone honest. know? We just say OSAP. I, I say it like I said it to somebody from the states, right? Like you, they don't know what They're OSAP like, is. I don't know about what that. is. What is that? Is it that, that what comes out of the maple trees in Canada? <laughs> you are in an okay position, but of course, yeah. When you're starting out, the job market is not the greatest, and mm -hmm. and the salaries for starting aren't the greatest, and the cost of living, especially in urban markets like this one, yeah, are, are really high. So you're taking care of yourself as much as you can financially and then what about like the rest you know what kind of brought you into this like wellness and you're working for a wellness company now yeah. basically right so this is your second job mm -hmm. where were you before this before i had an internship at the david suzuki foundation and that's nice yeah. okay how's yeah did you get to talk to david ever? i did he's a great guy yeah, yeah. I, I used to live uh, this is a weird connection by the way <laughs> we found out i think it was his brother or his uncle or something used to live in the house we were in oh and my so gosh i don't know if that you know when i was in london uh, ontario it's such a weird anyway they were suzuki's and they were all related and maybe he would come there it's such a nothing uh, example because i never met him or anything but that's what i think about you feel that I think, connection though i feel and he's connected. one of those people it's like everyone wants to feel that connection to him because he's such an incredible person yeah is he like he comes off so wise on television which is the only time that i've seen him mm -hmm. is he like that he is he just sort of has this like personality where as soon as he starts talking you like lean in a little bit and you're yeah. like i just want to like be a part of this and he's wise and he's funny and just like a really kind person my first real experience while i was at the david suzuki foundation was this idea of like a job being made up of friends as opposed to just colleagues and within that organization it's very much like everyone's really friendly with each other you have relationships in the office as well as outside of the office where you'll spend that time together and i found that that really extended to David as well as his family where it's okay. it's definitely a very close culture in like the best way um, which I think makes them stronger and then also helps you know as he's kind of like going out and speaking on television and and in person he kind of carries that warmth with him to everyone that he meets as well so, so you had like a work family as, as yeah. you call it and it, you know this concept I understand it I've, I've, I've had it very much it's harder when you have like kids for example mm -hmm. right because yeah. then you know where you would normally be going out with everyone after you got to go, you got kids. Yeah, take care of, you right? have the So this is it's a it's a good thing to build when you're younger, and then it seems like uh, David could also do it because maybe his you know the middle family experiences was gone, and he has maybe more time 
Definitely. does well and being the, the leader of the organization he's participating. So that's, so you got a really good taste of family. And so is that, is that how it is here? It is. So when I was there, that was kind of one thing that became really clear was I try to keep myself as a generalist. So I have kind of specialized in certain roles, but I, I like learning a lot of things and trying to learn fast. And so it sort of came out that like the one thing that I really needed to find was a company culture that I believed in and that they seemed close. And so I could, maybe I'm selfish, but so that I could kind of keep that close relationship and really look forward to going into the office. Well, you got to keep the values. That, exactly. that is obviously uh, an important thing to you, right? And and you, you wouldn't last in a place where everyone was just like, do your work and, and, get, exactly. out and get out and uh, here's your paycheck. Yes. See you later. So when I started at CARE, my internship um, with the foundation had ended. And so I was starting to look into other organizations that I thought you had similar values. And I came across our CEO, Andreas Suvaliotis, um, through some mutual connections. And I sent him an email and for some reason he responded, which was a good start. So we got to chat a little bit. And I was really interested in kind of the social wellness element where Carrot is ultimately a for-profit business, but it's it's so everything that we do is focused really heavily on making sure that we're providing value to the people that we're talking to. And that was one thing that really came across very quickly when I was talking to Andreas is like, Everything else aside, the core of the company was really just trying to make the world a better place, which is something that I've always wanted to try to be involved with. And so after meeting him, I got to know a few of the other people around the office, which at the time it was a pretty small team. I think there were eight full and part-time people. And so I kind of got to come in and get to know some of those individuals. And it was immediately, even before I really knew that I wanted to work here, I was like, I want to be friends with these people. Yeah. And I like want to keep this relationship going, whatever ends up happening, if, if they want me to work great. If they don't need me, that's okay. But like, I still want to know these people and I want to follow what this business is doing. And so that was sort of the first sign to me that like, okay, you know, this is a place that I could see myself. Fingers crossed that they can also see me here, yeah. which spoiler alert, as it turned out, they could, which was great. <laughs> I think we knew that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then I got the opportunity to come in and, and that kind of initial feeling of just like wanting to be friends with everyone and, and form those relationships has not really ever left almost two and a half years later. The company kind of values about overall wellness aligned with with yours as well, right? Very much so, yeah. If you're going out and spending, getting into a tremendous amount of debt or, or uh, going uh, to McDonald's every day, <laughs> uh, not that that's necessarily a bad thing when you're younger, that probably wouldn't line up. So what are, would you say are the core values of, of Carrot at this point? The biggest one that I think really transcends everything we do is that we ultimately want to make the world a better place. Right now we're in Canada, so it's it's helping Canadians be healthier, better versions of themselves. And so, you know, when we first started, we had some relationships within health, so both government and a few private organizations that were interested, but we really were able to kind of test our platform, which gives people loyalty points for learning about things that will make them healthier and, and better across a variety of different areas. So, But we started in, in health just to kind of see what would happen. And we had some really great results early on, focused mostly on healthy eating and physical activity. Mm-hmm. And so once we were able to kind of start getting into those results, we we realized that it was working. Um, and we decided that, you know, there's a real opportunity for us to kind of expand our vision to be a much more comprehensive vision of wellness. And so there's a lot of social determinants of health that ultimately impact a person's ability to make good choices for themselves and feel well in their own lives. And so that includes things obviously like health, um, general health like we were talking about, so healthy eating and physical activity, mm-hmm. as well as mental health, financial literacy, environment and, and energy efficiency and things like that. Awareness. Yeah, yeah. so basically anything that, that we believe can help people just feel more comfortable in their own lives is sort of what we've been able to expand out to. And 
And so we're doing education across a whole different variety of, of programming areas, which has been really exciting to see grow and, and continue to be improved upon over the last few years. I, I saw you present this idea. I mean, you presented your company at the Canadian Personal Finance Conference in November. Yeah, yeah. November. Yeah. And so that I, I immediately used your code to download the app. <laughs> and because I'm like... Well, free, like I don't have uh, air miles or what are, what are the other, what are the... We have pardon? aeroplan miles, scene points, petro points, drop points. Um, and then out on the West Coast, there's also a program called More Rewards, okay. which is run through the Save on Foods grocery and pharmacy. So I knew I had the scene, okay. uh, my, well, my wife. So I put my <laughs> wife's scene card in and I know now there's only one per account, right? Yes. So if she does one, then I would have to get another yeah. scene card or whatever. But uh, she may or may not. We'll, we'll deal with that when it when <laughs> yeah, it comes. Yeah, cross that bridge. <laughs> but I so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try this out, right? Okay, so what initial initial sign up, I get what 100 scene points or something yep, like that. Exactly. And then every I don't know week or so, I get something that says find out some more about health or eating or you know the your credit score one. I gotta yeah. get a little more on that. The thing that that really got me that you just I think you just started it or maybe you just include in on my app because I just started was the 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 steps yeah is that a was that a new feature after I got it or is just new for me because I just started so I think it was a little bit newer for you because you just started um the steps program we've had out now for about a a year and a half okay a year and a half but it has Um, to get to know me first to determine my steps exactly so the thing that's unique about the steps program within carrot is that it's actually very much personalized to the individual you know some of the concern when you have like one step goal that everyone is held to is that the reality is that people are at different levels of physical activity mm-hmm. and we don't want to make anyone feel bad if they're not able to reach that 10,000 threshold or whatever it is. That's the standard, right? That, that yeah. I, I was reading across the web and 10,000 just came up all the time. So 10,000 steps a day mm-hmm. is what everyone sort of recommends as like the ultimate healthy thing. Yeah. But not everybody can do that. Exactly. And the idea is, you know, if they're, for people who might be walking less than that, we don't want them to feel hopeless in yeah. their kind of health and wellness journey. And so it's, you know, if, you, if you're walking 5,000 steps a day, that's okay. We're going to meet you where you are. And then we're going to try to give you some incentive and some help um, in helping you ultimately move up closer to that 10,000. And, you know, maybe you never quite reach it. We're going to continue trying to challenge you and, and recalculate based on what you're able to do at that current time. And then give you the education and the resources and tools so that you can eventually continue improving upon that. Yeah, so I made the mistake of <laughs> of getting the app just oh, no. before the holidays. <laughs> um, you know, in the winter time, I move a lot less, right? Yes. And I work from home, so some days if it's cold outside, I'm not going to even leave. Yeah. So like yesterday, I did 500 steps, which is embarrassing to me. <laughs> Today, I you know took the train in, I walked from Union to Yorkville, and then Yorkville back here. I probably already have. My goal has been reduced to 2,500 because they're like, well, it doesn't seem like you're making your 3,500, <laughs> which is, they, it was set when I was going to a couple of conferences, I think, okay. right? And just walking around all day. But the, the best part is it, it's bringing awareness to something that I didn't even really think about. In the wintertime, I, I, I usually run in the, in the summer and spring, summer, and fall. Mm-hmm. I run every couple of days. So I'm getting my physical activity in. But in the winter, I not only do I not run, but apparently I don't even move around in the house <laughs> very much. And so like 300 to 500 steps, I'm looking, and it's not even because I, I, I get four, what, scene points if I meet my goal. Yeah, every day. And then day. if I meet it, what, 
10 days in a row? 10 out of 14 days, yeah. 10 out of 14, mm -hmm. I get another 40 on top of that. Yeah. So like it's not terrible, right? Like this, uh, but it's not because of those little rewards, but they do add up. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just something that's telling me that, hey, maybe I should just move around a little bit more. You don't have to do the 10,000, but hey, you're not even doing your regular activity. And exactly. I like that, that the way that it's set up. But the rewards are great too because, you know, if it was just an app, I had no incentive. So uh, how, how did you come up with that? Like, uh, did, did you guys start it without um, incentives or anything? Or was it always from the get-go? It was always intended to um, incorporate the incentive component. Mm -hmm. um, so two of the things that we really tried to build the platform around were the first one being that almost everyone in Canada has a smartphone. And that's continuing to increase as well. And so we saw a lot of power there where it's always with you. People are checking it so regularly. So we saw a lot of power in combining that smartphone technology and then the other one was that Canadians are actually among the largest subscribers to loyalty point programs in the world. Mm. Um, so the average Canadian has about four cards in their wallet, if not more. And some people won't even remember that they've registered for these cards, but they ultimately have that account. And there's a lot of power there, which our CEO, Andreas, has, has worked with loyalty points um, for a very long time. It's, it's composed most of his career. And so very slowly, he was becoming more familiar with the power of these points um, and what people would do in order to get them no matter how small or big. And so his idea was then to kind of apply that power. He had started mostly in environment. Um, he had started a program called Green Rewards. And from there, he thought, you know, there's really an opportunity here for us to expand the depth of this programming, focus in on health, look into wellness, um, and try to help people become healthier and achieve their goals. And so, you know, when we first launched, we, we had these loyalty point programs, and we started seeing the success behind that. And, you know, people were really motivated by it. The STEPS program we had launched a couple months later after that initial launch out in BC. And we had people writing into us saying, like, you know, it was 11.30 at night and I had not reached my STEP goal yet, but I really wanted my two aeroplane miles. Exactly. And so I was walking <laughs> around my apartment building for the next 20 minutes and we were like, oh, oh, my gosh, you need to go to sleep. But also, that's awesome. I ran up and down the stairs. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I'm close to my goal... Like, why would I just let those four points go away? Exactly. And I'm people gonna... always say, you know, like, well, for anyone who works there, you know, it, it, it probably doesn't have the same power over you guys. And it's like, that's fundamentally untrue. I, my roommate came home one night and I was running around our kitchen table trying to get my point. She was like, what is going on? Which, I mean, of course, if it wasn't so, like, it's right now, it's, I wouldn't even run on the uh, streets outside right now on the sidewalk because I'm going to fall on my ass. <laughs> it's so slushy right now today. And then other days it's icy and it's cold. This is not the time that we go outside. And maybe mm -hmm. you can go to a gym, but maybe you can't make it to the gym. Maybe you're working all day, but you can find other ways. When exactly. you have a little bit of a thing that, that says, hey, did I make my... Hopefully you don't check at 11 at night. I, sometimes <laughs> I do, though. And uh, sometimes I just accept it. You know, today, no. Or, or I didn't have my phone. I did some other stuff, but I didn't have my phone on me. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. I wish I could tell the carrot rewards that I actually, you know... Because I don't run with my phone. Okay. So it's never going to know when I run, which is fine with me, right? Well, you know, what you have to do is get a Fitbit. That's you what you can connect are... <laughs> to the app and then you're good to go. Uh, okay, so you can, you don't even have to have the phone connected in any way. You can have uh, the Fitbit. Well, that's probably in my future. We'll see if my budget allows for that. There we go. <laughs> so coming back to the financial wellness part of it, mm -hmm. you've done a couple of things. I've seen one, but what, uh, what other financial bits are you working on some? We're definitely working on a ton. The thing that's been really interesting and I've been lucky enough to get to see up close is that there's a ton of incredible innovation happening across Canada in financial literacy. 
Okay. Um, and so people are really, you know, this is becoming a much more prominent issue for people. You know, there's obvious gaps in financial education across Canada. And so there's a lot of organizations who are just doing some really, really cool things to both try to educate people on financial literacy topics, mm-hmm. but also to actually make the process of acting on those a lot more simple. So an example which you had mentioned is like with credit scores, there's an organization, Borowell, that we've been able to partner with in the past who, you know, they saw an obvious need to educate people about what credit scores are. But then they also have this ability for people to get that for free. As an organization, we kind of identified them as someone that we'd like to work with and then got to go through that process and and test it out for ourselves. And we found it extraordinarily beneficial. Um, And so we said, you know, this is something that we really think more people need to know about. And so we would love to work with you guys to educate people about it and then connect individuals who want to get their credit score um, with that tool so that they can do it for free. With companies like Borowell, and there's a couple other ones in Canada as well, it's no obligation. Like you can go get your credit score. They sell other products, but you don't have to buy those. You know, no obligation, something for free, as long as you have a little bit of willpower and you don't want to borrow <laughs> $35,000 just because you can. Definitely uh, good advice to go and get that. Because uh, I believe, uh, wait, does it come with a credit report now? It does. Too? They just yeah. launched it. Okay, just launched. Yeah. So I think both... Because uh, Borowell is uh, Equifax, mm-hmm. Credit Karma has TransUnion. Yep. They're also free. And you can get both reports from both credit uh, reporting companies in Canada for free, which is never a thing. Oh, sorry. You can get the report by mailing it in, which mm-hmm. was really a huge pain in no the one's ass. No going to do that. No one's going to do that. But you can never get a credit score for free. Yep. It was always an added value product. And so what's happening is companies like Borowell and Credit Karma are basically, they're paying for it on our behalf. They probably get a nice discount from Equifax and TransUnion, mm-hmm. but they're re- realizing the value of, of educating us, yeah. you know, with the, with, the, with the hope, of course, that you'll use them if you need to borrow things or, or whatever else, or maybe other advertising that they're showing. But this is, uh, these are things that we should definitely take advantage of. And, and you have a, a, a kind of a similar model where you're getting the rewards companies to pay, mm-hmm. right? So like, where do those scene points come from? So sorry, they're actually not paying. The oh, way that, who pays? So we and our partners do. Okay. Um, so it's, You're it's an interesting <laughs> model where we can buy the points from our loyalty providers. Yes. And then we provide those back to our partners um, with a slight margin on it so that we're able to do all of the creative work. So within our organization, any program that, that goes out, we write the content. Um, we do all of the testing. We make sure that things look okay. Um, and there's a, a bunch of management that comes with that as well. And so for our partners, they kind of view us as a platform that they can disseminate education to a large population of people. Of we, course. We have okay. about a quarter of a million users right now. And so they can come to us to get that, that reach. And then we'll actually provide all of the creative services to create that content, send that out to people, as well as the kind of going through and making sure that, that we think that there's value here and, and that our users will be interested in that. So Borowell area. would be an example of a partner. Yeah. Uh, but what about uh, for the like the health and, and uh, the eating uh, quizzes that I've taken? Who would be the partners on that? Is this government? So it's a whole mix. Yeah. Um, we were really lucky when we first started. We had those relationships with federal and provincial government. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of helped get us established in the provinces. We also have a number of charity partners who act as kind of advisors for us. And so They'll go through and basically vet the content to make sure that everything is aligned and um, and that we're not skewing in one direction or the other. So it really helps us kind of stay neutral but still educational and, and, and providing benefit to our user base. From there, we've then been able to expand a little bit into the private sector as well. So across all of our different verticals, healthy eating, financial literacy, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, anybody that's aligned with, with you know, it's offering something that's going to be of value to people. 
Yeah. And that obviously the the uh, rewards points people are okay with using mm. too, but of course they'll probably leave that to you yeah. to decide. Yeah, you're right. We're understanding more. I, I just, uh, I, uh, it's not published yet, but I, I interviewed uh, Canada's financial literacy leader, Jane Rooney. She's so lovely. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's great. So she's going to be on probably in about three weeks. Okay. Uh, there's a conference just down the street at One King West called uh, Financial Wellness and Retirement Ready. Yeah. Readiness. And it's, uh, the focus is on uh, wellness in the workplace. The idea there is companies are investing much more in infrastructure in terms of benefits instead of just giving you the massage therapy and the chiropractic and you know dental and, and all that. They're including resources for financial literacy. How do I even learn how to do an RRSP, as people like to say? What is it? Can you buy me one? And these are, unfortunately, seriously, some people think in this way mm-hmm. because it's just Everyone's like, it's RSP time, and no one really is like, well, what is that? It's such an interesting thing where people hear these terms and, and ideas all the time, and you like, you really grow up with it being like, oh, yeah, TFSA. But so often you don't actually know what that means or, or how it'll help you. But there almost seems to be like a people are embarrassed to ask the questions. Yes. And so it's finding ways that you can kind of re- remove the barrier to that and provide them that education for some people, they're going to know it and be like, okay, whatever, I learned this, you know, 10 years ago. And for others, they're going to say, like, thank God someone told me what this actually means. Well, now it, I want to do it. In a, in a non-invasive way, like the app comes up and it just says, hey, here's a little uh, thing. So a TFSA means this or this or this. And mm-hmm. you pick the right answer or not. And, and you're told this, this kind of people, like you just said, some people might already know this stuff. But the basic stuff is what we need to focus on until everybody knows it, mm-hmm. right? Like, why do we teach math in school? We teach financial literacy, but it doesn't take hold. Like, if I ask somebody what 2 plus 2 is, if somebody doesn't know, we're in, all, we're in trouble, yeah. right? We're in trouble. But if somebody doesn't know what RRSP means, by the way, Registered Retirement Savings <laughs> Plan, okay, it's a plan. It's not, an, it's not an account, right? It's just a plan that you can use to designate an account, which, uh, again, is confusing. It's hard to explain it in one sentence. Yeah. A, a TFSA, Tax-Free Savings Account, Terrible name. It's the worst <laughs> name for what it is. Again, it's not an account. Yeah. It's a plan like the RRSP, yeah. right? The, these are just ways to designate accounts so that they're not taxed or not taxed later, depending on which one you're talking about. The whole idea here is the government made these things so we could use them. But when all we, if all we talk about is it's RRSP season, you better get everything done before March 1st. Well, first of all, that's misleading because you can invest uh, your money any time in the year. Please, like, yeah, we just had a couple of eye rolls in the room uh, (laughs) about that one. RSP season, we could have a whole other podcast about that. But I really like, I really like Carrot Rewards. There's some financial stuff in there, but it's just overall because wellness, it's all connected. You know, I I have mental health uh, history, uh, addiction history. You know, I went through a bad gambling addiction. I have ADD, which is medicated. I'm involved in all of these bits. If I'm not uh, physically well, it's going to affect my mental health. If not, I'm not taking care of my mental health, it's going to lead back to the addiction. And all of this stuff has financial impact. Yeah. If I'm not eating well, uh, if I'm, it's affecting my finances and my mental health. Mm-hmm. So like, you can't just look at, we can't do the patchwork, right? We can't just be like, okay, only, only financial right now. Yeah. We're all connected. And that's the problem is so often they're treated as these like independent things where it's like, oh yeah, no, my, my health is great. So I only need to focus really heavily on this one area where it's, they're all interconnected. And mm-hmm. that's, 
one thing that I think we've definitely learned even more as we've gone through the process with Carrot is like you can you can give people the education in one specific area and you'll see benefits in somewhere else that you never would have expected, which has been really exciting. And it, it kind of gives us the fuel to want to continue and, and identify other partners out there who are either doing cool things or have um, resources and educational tools that, you know, we may not even have thought of yet, which is really exciting and kind of hints at, at us getting better as we continue and, and over time. So can you talk about any pl- any other plans that are coming up, like for uh, the app or uh, other things? Yeah, so it's mostly within the educational side, it's really continuing to try to build that out. So within financial literacy, we've gotten a great start in budgeting, actually, with the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, we've done some information on credit scores and TFSAs. Um, and so it's really trying to build that out. And so looking into things like automating payments, that you can round up your payments and then save that extra amount. Um, so if I spend two twenty-five on a coffee, the seventy-five cents that would get me up to that three-dollar mark will go into a separate account that can then be saved. So that's actually oh. with a company called Milo. I just had Milo on the podcast. yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, um, yeah so, I was just thinking. I know there's a couple of different options, but yeah, Milo is great. The concept is great, and it's it costs barely anything, or maybe it's going to be free if you go through you. Who knows? Yeah. So really trying to see the different areas that we can continue building out within financial education within healthy eating and, and physical activity and continuing to build that out. Um, within the STEPS program, we have some exciting stuff coming. So a lot of our users will know now that you can connect with some of your friends to see how they're doing in their STEP goals um, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully give some encouragement if they need it to make sure that they're achieving it. i got to get some friends. Out. I'm <laughs> we'll connect. Put my, I'm putting my link in the show notes. <laughs> okay. And so that means you can't get the referral. I'm sorry. That's I'm, okay. I'm getting it this time. And then maybe those people will be my friends. That's okay. Too. We'll step together. Okay, I'll, we'll we'll, and we'll connect and step together. Yeah, but yeah, definitely expect to see kind of some new features coming out with that, where we'll have more of that kind of peer-to-peer community element of stepping together and potentially challenging each other, and kind of seeing how we can develop that further. And so the the app is uh, I'm on Android, so I can obviously download I download mine on Google Play, but iOS mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Those are the only two, right? Or do people have Windows phones anymore? I don't even know what that is. I don't know. But you guys, you guys yeah, exactly. Right? It, it, it's irrelevant because obviously uh, if nobody knows about it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> so two, uh, iOS or Android, you know, if you have something else, forget about it. And uh, then you'll get the awesome apps like this one, Care Rewards. So just look for Care Rewards in yep. your app store. And then use my code. <laughs> Not Megan's code. No, I mean, if you know Megan, please use her code. I get, what, 100 scene points or whatever my yeah. points is. So if you sign up with my code, I get 100 scene points. And if they sign up with your code, they also get some extra bonus points. And for they get points time. too. And then then they can sign up other people with their code. And it's just an incentive to keep going. Yep. And I think, what, like it's 1,000 scene points a movie or something? Yeah. Yeah, so it's not so bad. It I, adds up fast. I'm already at like 500, and that's just from a couple of offers and from stepping and yep. my initial offer. My wife's happy. She's getting free scenes. <laughs> she, might, she might share them with me. We'll, if we'll you're find really out. lucky. If I'm l- <laughs> Otherwise, one of you might have to get their own card. <laughs> That's right. Uh, if she doesn't share them with me, then I'm definitely getting my own card. <laughs> but it might. Uh, if she sees how many I accumulated, she might want to uh, sign up too. And then I'll get 100 from her. I see some movie date nights in your future. Yes. Well, we, yeah, and we're doing that already. Um, so, Carrot Rewards, it, it, so it's a... It's just the app for now. Is there any plans to make it anything else? Uh, or is it like the app, your your core? That's This is the way. The app is the core. Yeah. Um, and then it's seeing how we can potentially build some new features within that. Yeah. Um, so ideally, some other kind of trackable behaviors like steps. 
um, different things that we can try to kind of continue that that reach and impact on people. It makes sense for you to partner with others who have the infrastructure like Milo or Borowell for the credit scores as opposed to, you know, trying to build it into it there yourself. Exactly. Uh, they're, they're aligned. They can provide. They see the benefit. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'll, it's almost like sky's the limit with your... Uh, ability to partner and offer right and it, yeah. and I don't get bombarded by the app or anything it tells me when a new thing comes out if yeah. I have notifications on I can turn notifications off if I want but if they're on and then I, I they tell me if I it tells me if I've made my steps yeah for the day which I haven't seen it yet which I'm surprised <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised but maybe I just uh, I gotta go and check maybe I'm close I would uh, bet you are. Yeah, I walked a lot today, mm-hmm. and it's ter- maybe it just seemed like a lot more because it's so terrible outside. And if they'd almost count for extra because you made it here in one piece. Now, if snow. you can work on that, <laughs> yeah, it's like what are, oh, what are the conditions outside? Okay, bonus, <laughs> bonus. You actually went outside. Bonus points for you. There we go. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's work on that. I'm sure there's some kind of a, a different kind of accelerometer that would have to be <laughs> made for a phone to do that. Weather sensors. I'm oh, sure it's hey, coming. It's coming, right? Yeah, someone is going to do it, and then we're going to try to find a way that we can work with it. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> like, I just there's so much. Like, who, who would have thought? Even I don't know, ten years ago, that I could track. Well, I track steps, and then I could somehow get bonuses for that to get movies. Like yeah. when you think about it, like when you look big picture, it's like that seems a little insane. If someone <laughs> said, "Hey, if I walk outside today, I will be closer to getting a free movie," yeah. and they're like. You're crazy, man. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, back to the future or something like that. So, all right. Well, I'm, I'm glad that Carrot is a thing. I'm, I'm glad that I saw you at the CPFC Me because too. I didn't know this existed. And I know there, there might be other similar uh, tracking things out there. But uh, I don't know that there are others that give you rewards in this way. We are the first. Are you the first? Yeah. Yep. And so you're in Canada now. Yep. I'm guessing you're not in Quebec. I always say this. <laughs> So right now we're in British Columbia, Ontario, and then Newfoundland and Labrador. Yeah, okay. So we're trying to expand across the country. I mentioned earlier that we we work with the provincial ministries typically to get ourselves established. And so it's really kind of a a personalized experience where we go to each different province and kind of figure out how we can structure the program so that it's most beneficial to the population there. So there's a couple left that you got to go. I just say because Quebec has like almost different laws they do, mm-hmm. and they're always like when there's some kind of a app or a contest or something. It's like, nope, not in Quebec. So we should probably. I have high that. hopes for Canada. Yeah, Quebec. yeah. So you're, you're, yeah, but it's you're definitely working coming. On it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you know, there's some good people in Quebec, and they Absolutely. just get they miss out on these things because of whatever legislation. I'm sure it's for good reason, but you know, things will be in Ontario way ahead of time before. Uh, they get to Quebec. You got to jump through the hoops or whatever it is. So let's let's cross our fingers. You'll you'll Definitely. get in there for anybody who's listening uh, from Quebec. But uh, until then, come to Ontario and download the app. And, yep. <laughs> and then, we'll see you there. <laughs> or like get yourself an address in Ontario. Yep. Is that I give maybe that's all it takes. I don't know. Carrot Rewards. You got a website though too, right? We do. www.carrotrewards.ca. Carrotrewards.ca. And this is Megan. Go to the App Store, and uh, thanks, Megan, for uh, Thank you so much. sitting down with me today. This was a great. Thank you. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. It would mean a lot to me, and it only takes a few seconds. For the show notes and any links from the episode, head over to my website, investwisely.ca. And while you're there, please feel free to send me a message on my contact page. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Personal Finance Show. I'll be back next week with 
blogger, podcaster, and author of the brand new book, The Year of Less, Kate Flanders. 